Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. Imagine Radio is back. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. My next guest should prove to be an interesting discussion based on the little discussion we had before we go live here. But please welcome Terry Eichelman. She is Director of Health Information Management for BJC Healthcare. Terry, welcome. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. By. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Just to get us kicked off here, Terry, give us a little insight into your background. How did okay. you, what was your journey getting okay. to where you are? So my journey started out after college working at a large academic hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. And very quickly within the first year, I was uh, fortunate enough to move on to uh, my first leadership role as an assistant director at St. Louis University Hospital in St. Louis. I had couple other director roles. And my most recent journey has been with BJC Healthcare in St. Louis, starting at one of our hospitals, Missouri Baptist Medical Center, where I was the HIM leader and later actually even took on responsibility for the patient access area. So I was there for about 12 years. And then a great opportunity opened up in our corporate offices in BJC Healthcare, a new position as a director of HIM for the system. And I've been there for about six years now. So you know what you're doing by now. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, tell us a little bit more about BJC Healthcare. BJC Healthcare has about 13 hospitals. We also have a physician uh, medical group, as well as we have various disciplines such as home care and things like that. And we're located primarily in the St. Louis area, but also we have some hospitals in Illinois. Okay, talk about some challenges that you're wrestling with, or more, or more importantly, a big challenge that you had wrestled with in the past that, that worked and you worked yourself through it. Yeah. So, you know, I would say a big challenge we had is we started forming more of a centralized approach and a standardized approach to many functions at BJC. We started looking at centralization of coding. Uh, previously, coding was at each hospital. So 13 and, different departments, or more than 13 departments. Yeah, probably. actually it was 11. Yeah. We've added two hospitals since, but we had different, every HIM department had their coders spread throughout the system. And we were challenged with a lot of things. One being, you know, one hospital could be doing really, really well keeping up and another hospital had staffing challenges, but we didn't have an easy way to coordinate and share those resources across the systems. Same thing with things like education and onboarding and things like that. And we felt like as part of getting ready for the ICD-10 transition, as well as just our day-to-day challenges that, you know, we might be able to do this better if we came together and, and brought all of our coders together as one big group and gained some efficiencies and were able to do things a little bit differently. Just to bring you back a little bit, were there 11 different, 11 hospitals at, the, mm-hmm. at that time? Mm-hmm. Were there 11 different sets of processes yes. to do the coding? Yes. I mean, I got to believe the nuances yeah. were different. And there, there could have been some similarities but there was also a lot of differences and the ways ways we did things with coders were different even maybe even the way our uh, human resources process were set up our processes internally encoding our education, onboarding, things like that. There were many, many differences. Organizationally, did the coding department report up to the individual hospital yes. location? Yes. Okay, so there was no centralized Correct. director of HIM. Correct. Okay. Correct. So you came into the picture at what stage of this transition? So many functions in the revenue cycle area had started to become more centralized at BJC, such as the patient accounting area. And so HIM then became one of those areas to look at might be next to doing this. And we chose coding as our first initiative because we were changing to a new coding system to ICD-10. And we just felt when you looked at, you know... you didn't have enough to do. Well, yeah. And we just felt that 
coding is a big part of our revenue in the system and that this was a really good opportunity to tackle first for many reasons. What were some of the challenges? I mean, I, I think of one thing. If mm -hmm. I'm part of an organization that reports up to the hospital mm -hmm. and, and whoever that administrator is, I probably have loyalty and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we do it better than the other 10 mm -hmm. and all, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things. Talk about some of the challenges of just making that transition. You're not part of that local team anymore. Right, right. You're, a, you're a corporate guy. Now. Right, right. You know, and I think there were those challenges. There were things such as well, how will the coders interact with the physicians? Well, the coders were working from home for the most part. They weren't interacting with the physicians now other than if they would write a physician a query in the chart, which they got in the same way they got whether the coder was at home or on site. Gotcha. So they, you know, I think from some of the senior leadership, there was a thought that the coders were sitting there talking to doctors every day. Well, they weren't. And we did so much remotely already. So, you know, we had to have a lot of conversation around that's not going to be different. They're still going to be communicating with physicians like they do now. Mm -hmm. It's just their management structure and, and the department they will be under will be different. I think there was some concern that one hospital might get more attention than the other. You know, maybe a larger hospital or, mm -hmm. or you know, maybe our particular patients, are you going to put people on my account coding and they won't know how to code our charts. So, you know, we had to commit to a lot of things, education, making those coders prepared to be able to code for multiple facilities, you know, that we aren't going to favor one hospital over the other. It's a balanced approach. We're looking at how do we make the system strong? And that's each hospital as well. Okay. Talk a little bit more about the recruiting and training because that, that's a big piece, I imagine, it is. of, of it what is. you're doing. It is. And I will say at the hospital level, we were all challenged because it's hard to find experienced coders. and They're not just walking up and down the street yeah, in front of the hospital. And the hospitals didn't have a lot of resources to train them. Mm -hmm. So we have actually um, taken an initiative now that we've come together because of our scale that we hire a lot of brand new graduates. They, we, Interesting. Yeah, and we do a really thorough screening on them, but we have hired a lot of brand new graduates and they have become very successful coders. And we've used our scale to be able to provide them with education and other tools we have and even partnered with a vendor to help do some education as well. What are some of the pluses of that? I got, I got to believe that, that from a, what, corporate culture kind I of standpoint? I say loyalty. Loyalty? Yes. We have had coders that, I mean, I've had a coder before in tears saying, I can't believe what you did for me. This is great. BJC is a great organization to work for because they were applying many places and they kept hearing, you don't have experience. You don't have experience. So we've, uh, we've yeah. given a lot of people an opportunity and several of those folks have even moved up the career ladder because we've created a key. That was the other thing coming together. There, we there created a career, a career ladder, ladder. Yeah. which we couldn't always have at the hospitals. Sure. If you were a really small hospital and you had two coders, That's there it. really wasn't a career ladder. There's no supervisor. Yeah. yeah. But even our larger ones maybe had a harder time with a career ladder. So coming together, we were actually able to establish for the system a career ladder. So coders have an opportunity. Very cool. Terry, you talked about a partnership mm -hmm. with a coding vendor, and you kind of lit up when you said that, which mm -hmm. is which was interesting mm -hmm. to me. Talk a little bit about that. You had 11 coding partners, I yes. take it? Yes. Yes. So we, we were challenged in that we had multiple outsourced vendors that we worked with, and, and many of them were great organizations. But if you can imagine, if we onboarded, you know, maybe we had 11 we had agreements with, but we actually used five or six actively, we had to deal with different people from it's every company for everything. different processes Different again, processes, for, different yeah. people. Some were more involved in the training of their staff to onboard to our system. Some weren't. A lot of time communicating with these different companies. So that really, really posed a challenge for us. And also, because this company might have two coders with us, this might have one, this might have three, they didn't really get to know us very well either. And so that was a challenge. So we felt we had an opportunity because of those challenges to do something different. 
I'm going to flip on the other side of it, ask you to look through the other end of the telescope. You've got all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a potential downside. I'm mm -hmm. not saying there mm -hmm. is. Right. But, I mean, any concerns about that? How did you head that off? Well, it's funny you ask because originally when we started thinking about, wow, we have 11 vendors, you know, what do we want to get down to? And we thought maybe two, three at max mm -hmm. for the, a lot of those reasons. But we ended up doing things a little differently and we did choose one vendor, but we do have a couple that are available for us to use if we need them so on a backup. supplemental basis. Yeah. We haven't had been in that position, but we do have that just in case. We've got a few agreements out there. Talk about the decision criteria, Terry. I, mean, I imagine you said, here are the things that mm -hmm. are important to mm -hmm. us to make that partnering decision. What were those key things? A lot of things. I mean, Obviously, quality, first and foremost, we wanted a company that was committed to educating their coders, to producing quality work for us, and we wanted to be sure that their coders, we were getting ready to go on ICD-10. We wanted to be sure that their coders were going to be Somebody, ready for ICD-10 as well. No small thing. Right, right. You know, we want to make sure that whoever we partnered with would support our productivity requirements, our quality requirements, things like that, so that we could assure that it was, you know, we were going to get the results that we needed. And, and I'd say even bigger is we wanted a partnership. We wanted somebody who was kind of almost an extension of us that we felt was part of our coding team. You know, it might, we might have this business relationship, but you need to be part of the team. And, you know, one other thing I forgot to mention is also we didn't want to go through the hassle of onboarding the coders. We wanted our, gotcha. the organization we cho chose That's a lot of work. Yeah, to be able to actually know our, have super users that know us. And that could actually onboard their own coder. So when we say, I need an inpatient coder, they know exactly what our needs are. They go find somebody that fits those needs because they know us. And then they bring them on board and it's basically seamless to us. Wow. So that's a lot of headaches for mm -hmm. the director of HIM. Exactly. And my staff. <laughs> well, let's, uh, we're, we're getting short on time here, Terry, but I want to I get your vision of what do you see happening next? Where, how's this partnership going to evolve? What's the next uh, yeah. mountain to climb? And I would say this partnership has evolved quite a bit. I mean, you know, when we first started out, probably the vendor didn't know us as well. They knew us. I always called our first experience was our dating experience. Yep. And we Good actually analogy. took yeah. an initial approach with the vendor that we kind of, it was a dating relationship. It wasn't our formal agreement. And this is our big picture, what we want to look like in the future. And we, our dating went very well. And so we then moved on to the next step, which was really starting that partnership and that partnership of, you know, we want you to be our sole coding vendor and this is what we need from you. And it's evolving every day. It's changing every day. But, you know, we've even found opportunities now working with our vendor that we, found that we wanted to do some one-on-one -on -one mentoring with some of our staff that needed to go to the next level or maybe wanted to move from an outpatient coder to an inpatient. And we're actually, that's one of the newer things that we've been doing with this vendor to actually help let our coders grow and allow us the ability, and this might sound kind of funny, but we have more employed coders, but the company's helping support us to get there. That's interesting. Fascinating story, Terry. Mm -hmm. Thanks thanks for sharing. We are Thank out you. of time. Before I let you go, uh -huh. make sure folks know how to get a hold of you because it's a, just that, that, that journey that mm -hmm. you took mm -hmm. with, with Imagine in the, sure. in the partnership is something I'm, I'm sure folks are going to want to be picking your brain about. So how sure. can folks get a hold of you? Sure. So I can be reached. Probably the best way is email. It is at Terry, T-E-R-R-I dot Eichelman, E-I-C-H, E-L-M-A-N-N -N at BJC.org. Terry Eichelman, Director, Health Information Management for BJC Healthcare. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your story with Thank it. You. I appreciate it. Thank you. That wraps this segment. On behalf of my guest, Terry Eichelman, I'm Todd Youngblood, Imagine Radio. will be back in a couple of minutes. 
Imagine Radio. 